Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Debbie Eberly. Get ready to be empowered through the understanding of God's Word. All right, well, let's go to Proverbs 4. That's our key scripture. Is there anyone that was not here last week in this class today? Okay, got a couple people here. And that's why I kind of go over things here and there. All right, so we were talking about uh, Jesus took our oppression of mind. And uh, we, he took our sickness, he took our disease, but how many know that you can have a disease of the mind? <laughs> and, and particularly physiologically, you can have things that go on in, in your mind that cause anxiety and, and cause uh, things. But understand that it, it all came from uh, sickness and disease. Yeah. And, and also it all came from us not receiving the word of God into our life and just having a daily uh, just feeding on the word daily. It also, if we don't receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, then the life of God won't work in our body as well as our mind. Now, understand that there's different uh, reasons, and I'm not going to be teaching on a lesson from last week, but just recapping a few things. There are different reasons why we can deal with anxiety, but understand it always comes from a thought. And a thought that uh, uh, becomes a feeling. All right, and, and after you've been thinking about things for several years, you get really good at it. And then it's just split seconds that those feelings come, and then anxiety can come. Now, your body, by that time, will have many times, uh, the reason you have anxiety, it will many times have gone into alarm mode because it wasn't made to handle stress and these type of things. Uh, God didn't intend us to be stressful. He said, cast all your cares on me, for I care for you. Now, are you saying, well, is it a sin uh, to have anxiety? Well, uh, what I'm trying to say is we weren't thinking on the right things, and therefore we allowed these things to enter in, and then they can affect us physiologically, or they can affect our physical body. All right, and, and then what happens is things are coupled together, and, and it's then you've got uh, things going on in your body, which also creates anxiety. So, but it all comes from what we think on, what we meditate. So, uh, would it be safe to say that we can get rid of it by meditating on the right thing, which would be the life of God, which would be the source that would uh, remove those things from our life. Now, in, in Romans 12, it says to renew the mind. It's not just a passive look at the Word of God. Now, I used to get upset at people that used to talk about dealing with anxiety because I myself, uh, for some years of my life, did deal with oppression of mind and anxiety. And it seemed like uh, there were just certain times of the year that it would increase. So there can be many. I mean, it can be the gravity pull. I know people, I, I don't know. It can be hormones, whatever. Uh, it can be just chemically imbalances in your body. But understand that it does stem and it will worsen by what we think about, what we look at. And if we want to uh, dispel these things in our life, we've got to put the Word of God on them. And the only way that we can do that is begin to think about God's Word. Begin to see Jesus on the cross. Begin to see him taking our oppression of mind. So really, if we look at it as sickness and disease, oppression of mind will will cause these things in our life uh, and then just receive complete freedom from those things, uh, then we'll be free from it. But there's also another thing. 
you know, sickness and disease is one thing, hormonal things, chemical imbalances, what have you, disease in your body that can be caused by looking at the wrong things. But if you continue to just think about the wrong things, uh, you're just going to have vexation of mind. And so understand that it doesn't always end up in sickness and disease, but eventually it can because it wears on your body. So some people have lived that way for years, and they've just been sick, and they've been oppressed in their mind, and just several things going on. And what I'm trying to tell you is just start looking at the Word of God. Start seeing Jesus on the cross, seeing him take uh, that sickness and disease as well as that oppression, because everything enters in by what we think about. And if you wonder why we're so strong on talking about the mind, everything that we think about, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And uh, we just need to start thinking on the right things. So, hope that made sense. In Proverbs 4, verse 20, my son, give attention to my words. Uh, Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Now, notice, give attention means to ponder it, just means to look at it, means to consider it, means to regard with respect. In, In other words, honor God's word in a way that you're looking at it above the problems. You're looking at God's word more than you are the problem. And there are things that come against us that, you know, people say things or do things or, or what have you, or, or symptoms, or, I mean, it just doesn't always come in, in the way of symptoms in your body, but just several things that can come against you. But I just, I'm not going to care about that. And when it does come to me, I just say, well, Lord, I'm just protected and kept. I'm Praise the Lord, I've got favor. Thank you, Lord, I'm healed and whole. Uh, I, if I sit around and think about it, then it will just get worse. Right. What you think about, you're going to start feeling. That's what I'm trying to tell you. So if you stop thinking, and I understand that when you've been thinking about these things sometimes for years or weeks or months or what have you, uh, it's difficult to stop those feelings. So you have to look at the word, look at the word, look at the word, answer the matter, answer the matter, and eventually those feelings will will go. You'll see the light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak. Don't you love it when they tell you that? I never did. But anyway, it's like, where's the light at? Well, it's in the word of God. And these things will change if we incline towards God's word. So we've been looking at that, uh, what, we, what we look at. And verse 21 of Proverbs 4, Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them. You think this is just filler? No. Uh, this is an important scripture that, that we can live by. Uh, their health to all their flesh. So, and in the Amplified, just real quickly, uh, it says, for their life to those who find them, healing and health to all their flesh. Thus, we call this healing and health, uh, divine healing and health for today. So, as we look at God's word, uh, we will begin to remove those things out of our life because faith will begin to rise up and doubt has to go. When faith rises up, it moves out the doubt. But you've got to say it. You know, again, we we can say, well, praise the Lord, Pastor Debbie, I have faith. Well, what are you doing with it? An act of faith that actually moves things out of your life is something that you're speaking, something that you truly uh, believe in your heart, and you're saying it with your mouth. Amen. 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 So uh, there are things sometimes in my own life that linger, and and I will actually say, okay, Lord, is it me? Just I've got a door open somewhere. Uh, I'm... 
doing it. For instance, if, if you go, keep going out in the cold without your coat, now I know it's Iowa, so, you know, we don't wear big bulky coats necessarily around here. Some do, <laughs> but uh, many of us just go out in our jackets. Uh, but there are times in my heart I just know, okay, I need to wrap up more, especially when it's real windy or what have you, or you're dealing with a little scratch. I mean, use wisdom. And if you go against that, you're going to have symptoms, right? So if you're wondering why every winter you have symptoms, well, start wrapping up more. You, you know, I've heard, there's some vitamins I take, but it, that's not something I'm, I'm preaching vitamins to everybody, but I just check my heart and, and I do healthy things. Uh, well, praise the Lord. I'm glad you all received that. So, you know, I take a lot of vitamin C. I take a, actually ginger. I take a lot of ginger. Don't ask me where I get it or anything like that. Um, just a friend of mine talked to me about that. And it's, it's healthy. It, it helps your immune system. It's okay because these things we don't get in our food normally like we used to. Well, I bless my food. Well, so do I. Uh, but it, they sell vitamins down there too. They have them, so I get my vitamins. And uh, I, I, I just endeavor to use wisdom. So... Uh, those are things, but I'm constantly speaking over my body, constantly. But if if symptoms do try to come, I check my heart. What can I do in the natural, that type of thing? But, you know, God's word is always first in my life. All right, Joshua 1.8, this book of the law, Joshua 1.8, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it or or mutter, ponder, look at it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Uh, That good success means you'll push out and go forward, all right? Uh, Observe to do, and I I have taught this to the Bible school students and have talked about this here some, that observe means to look at it with the intention of doing something about it. You know, when mom asks you to take the trash out, uh, do you intend to do it, or are you just going to look at the trash can? Because it's not going to take itself out, right? So if you're sitting in a class, you're observing the Word of God, but you're observing it to put it into practice. And actually, did you know that you can put it into practice right now? In other words, as you're attending to the Word right now, you should say in your heart, God, your healing Word is working in me. Every service I go to, or when I'm even thinking about it, I start speaking the Word and say, Lord, I think your, your healing Word is working in me. Your Word is working in my mind. It's working in my body. Amen. Uh, if, if pain comes or, or what have you, I just I, I speak the word of God. So so you are getting things in the service right now, if you believe it. But you can be just saying that in your heart. Right. So let's go on to uh, Hebrews 12, 1. So today we're talking about looking to Jesus uh, what we set our mind on, and like I said, we specifically talked about uh, how to deal with anxiety last week, which comes by looking at the wrong things and affects our body in negative ways, right? Yes. Uh, but that goes for everything in our life. And Jesus took our oppression of mind. And I can't uh, say it enough that in Romans 12, we cannot pass, we can't treat that passively. We cannot treat renewing our mind as a passive thing. It's first and foremost in order to, it's got to go through your mind gate in order to get into your heart. Understand? And if it doesn't go, and you should not allow things in your mind gate uh, that are going to be distractions in your heart. And we talked about that last week. 
Uh, we talked about the parable of the sower and the cares and the distractions that we allow down into our heart because we're meditating on those things. So all those weeds, you got to get down there and dig around and, you know, you're endeavoring to use faith, but you've, you're having to move a bunch of other stuff in there. All right? Uh, so Hebrews 12, 1, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so, gra- so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. How do we do that? Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So in order to lay things aside, in order to run our race, in order to even uh, be in the winning, uh, be ahead, we've got to look to Jesus. Well, what does that mean? Look to Jesus. Let's go on down to verse 3. For consider or look at, ponder. Notice we just we see that constantly. For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. So weary actually uh, can mean sickness and disease, faint-hearted, uh, exhausted. Discouraged means short of faith. But there's some other... Uh, things that I wrote down there to relax or faint it also means exhausted weakened despondent faint-hearted but it also dis uh, it can mean short in faith so don't relax your faith when you relax your faith the 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 devil's going to come hit you upside the head right Uh, don't do that this holiday season for instance Uh, Now, no condemnation, okay? I'm just telling, I'm just giving this as an example. But but I noticed that I was gaining some extra weight before the holiday, so I thought, okay, this ain't going to work. Because during the holidays, you eat extra turkey and stuff like that, you know? Uh, So so I just went on my diet before (laughs) the holidays so that I would, you know, be ready for that. So uh, don't relax so much that, oh, I'll just do it after. Oh, I'll just do that after the first year. Oh, I'll just do it. you know, because, and we treat our spiritual lives that way. Now, I'm not trying to condemn anybody. I'm just saying you ought to be ahead of it. You ought to be looking ahead. You ought to be, you know, the enemy, he, he's got roadblocks out there for you. And, and then what happens is, you know, physically speaking, we stuff ourselves with turkey and extra things. We start getting tired and we get sluggish. We start relaxing. We start, it, it, it's, it's all about what we feel, Right. Uh, but there are things that can help us. Just like right. yesterday, it was a nice day. You understand? Well, nice for this time of the year. And so I went out and took a walk. And but before that, you know, I was just sitting on the couch, like I do not want to take a walk. <laughs> and, and, I, and I told Pastor Jay, I said, I am staring uh, holes through the window and looking at the birds. <laughs> but I have to get up and take a walk. So you know, I was doing some studying, different things, and I, I had some work to do what have you, groceries, you know, laundry, all this fun stuff. Uh, But anyway, uh, so I finally got up. And then after that, I got a little spurt of energy there. So I I worked out, you know, some weights and things for about another 45 minutes. And I actually, I could do it, you know. Anyway, I, th- I thought that. <laughs> now, I, I'm not asking for kudos. I'm just saying that's how it works. You've got to stir yourself up. How many know you don't always want to come to church? I mean, my body wants to stay in bed and sleep. How about yours? Well, that's a sin. 
No, it's not. It's if you yield to it, it is. Right. You're dealing with feeling. Everybody has feeling, and my feeling is I'm gonna sleep more. Okay? But when you get up and you wash, you know, and like Pastor Jay says, wash all the stuff off of you, whatever, and you come, you start, well, praise the Lord. But all the way, when you're getting up, you're just praising God. You don't ask yourself what it wants to do. You tell yourself. And you're looking to the author and finisher of our faith. Jesus, I'm going to church. I'm going to get the word of God. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, well, that was all free. Let's go to Colossians 3 real quick here. We talked about this last week. So looking ahead, we shouldn't be caught off guard. And if, if we're people that we flow out of our spirit, in other words, we're constantly looking to our spirit and looking to the word of God, uh, then we won't be caught off guard. We won't be moved when we hear of some tragedy or something like that, because our trust is in God. And I can sit down and worry about it, but it it won't change anything. So what I can do or what I can change, I will. By other words, I'm just moving on. And and that tragedy cannot affect me in a negative way unless I allow it to with, you know, by uh, I need to use my faith is what I'm saying. All right. Colossians 3.1. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Now, real quickly, I'm going to give you the definition. I'll give you quite a few because it's so important. And again, I wrote down here, can't renew the mind with a passive interest or look at God's word. So there's several things uh, set your mind as I look this up, what it means and and. Many times the definitions uh, include set, mind, what have you. But it says to exercise the mind, i.e. entertain or have a sentiment or opinion. By implication, to be mentally disposed more or less earnestly in a certain direction. All right, so we're looking at a certain thing, and that's got our attention, and that's what goes through our mind gate, and it will get inside of us. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So intensively to interest oneself in with concern or obedience. Set your affections, it uh, it means to set your affections on, to regard, to savor, be minded, to direct one's mind to a thing, to seek, to strive for, to seek one's interest or advantage, to have understanding, to be wise. So set your mind, and and that's a wise thing, on things above, not on the things of the earth. and many people will, uh, they'll be so despondent or they're so exhausted uh, and they've dealt with the feelings and their body is just flat out tired and their, their mind, the enemy is just plummeting it with thoughts because you, you have to start answering those thoughts and it's difficult to answer a machine gun. Uh, but it will become a machine gun if you don't answer it because it will just get worse and worse and worse. And, and somewhere along the line, you have to put yourself under intensive care of the word. You've got to have a, your own little room and you've got to just be hearing the word of God. And you've got, you're on life support of the word. Do whatever it takes. 
All right. And, and that's why you come to church every time the door is open. That's why when you get into your car, you're listening to CDs or what, and, and not bad doctrine. We, I mean, good stuff that we have in the, in the bookstore and what have you. And don't go home just watch Christian television all the time. Yeah, I'm not going any farther. But anyway, uh, I mean, some of that's good and your spirit knows. But when you're really in intensive care, you just, you're constant. Uh, get videos of, you know, Pastor Jay and, and myself, praise the Lord. And be listening constantly. And, and pray in the spirit. Well, it's, hard. it's difficult to pray in the spirit. I understand. It's difficult to put down the piece of pie, too, but you can do it. Amen. Somebody said the other day, no, you know, no condemnation, but, but I heard them. They said it. I, I just don't think I could stop eating sugar. Now, I don't think God intended us to stop completely eating right. sugar. Yeah. You know, he made the sweet of the land, right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, but you could do it yeah. for a period. Yeah. And, and it's not going to help to be saying that I can't, I can't, I can't. All right. Well, Pastor Debbie, isn't that a little extreme? Yes, it's, it's a lot extreme. Uh, because you're, you're going to have that extreme negativeness if you keep talking that way. All right. So set your mind on things above. Notice it, it, on down it says, put to death your members which are on the, the earth. It also says, put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge. Uh, that's down in verse 10. Renewed in knowledge of renewing the mind according to the image of him who created him. What is the image that we need to look at? Real quickly, uh, I also wanted to, in, in, we'll go back to that question. Verse 12, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and blood, put on tender mercies. So we are to put off things and we are to put things on. And that all comes through the mind gate, what we think on. All right. Uh, it, it, it's not like you're putting on your clothes in the morning. Uh, but with your mind, you're dressing your mind with God's word constantly. In other words, you're looking at God's word. You're looking at his direction. You're looking to your spirit and he'll give you direction if there's anything. And, and then you're doing what the word of God says. In other words, you're observing to do by putting off and putting on like tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, what have you. Above all these put on love. And we know faith works by love. So, but let's go back to verse 10 and, and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge. Uh, what does that mean? Well, it just means we need to renew our minds with God's word so that faith can rise in our heart. So, praise the Lord. We are going to go to, uh, let's go to Isaiah 53. Well, Pastor Debbie, you talked about Isaiah 53 the last couple of times. Well, how many in here like banana nut bread? Well, I'm going to eat it again, okay? Well, Pastor Debbie, you've been talking about eating, right? Well, I like banana nut bread, so that is good eating. Just don't eat the whole loaf. Eat your veggies, you know, meat, things like that. But have some banana nut bread on the side. That was just all free. Okay, I'm just funning with you. So... In Isaiah 53, 3, actually verse 4, Isaiah 53, 4. Surely he has borne our griefs. That word griefs means sicknesses uh, in the Hebrew. And carried our sorrows. The word sorrows means pains in the Hebrew. 
So surely has borne our sicknesses and carried our pains. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. We are to, we're here in a divine healing and health class. We are to look at Jesus as our healer. Yes. That's what we do for healing. That's how we allow healing to get on the inside of us. That's how we allow it to work on the outside of us. By looking at Jesus, and we're going to talk just a little bit, I don't have a whole lot of time, uh, about how Jesus redeemed us. And through redemption, we've talked about this, uh, Jesus... In actually, I'm just going to read this Matthew 8, 16, 17. So it was prophesied uh, about Jesus coming to take our sickness there in Isaiah. But also in Matthew 8, Matthew talked about it uh, when evening had come. Matthew 8, verse 16, they brought to Jesus many who were demon possessed and he cast out the spirits with the word and healed all who were sick that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah, the prophet. So it was a prophecy that was fulfilled here, right? He himself, Jesus took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. All right. Uh, so in first Peter two twenty four, we also see in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let everything be established, right? First Peter two twenty four who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we having died to sins might live for righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. We also know, uh, see, we, so we've been redeemed. Jesus took on the cross, our sickness, our disease. Actually in redemption, there, there are three things that we emphasize. Uh, he took our sin. So we're forgiven, Right. Uh, he, he, he took our sickness and disease. He took our poverty. Amen. So first of all, he took spiritual death because sin, uh, if, we, if we don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, if we don't receive forgiveness from him, then we will uh, die spiritually, yeah. right? Yeah. Amen. But he took that, he took our sickness and disease, and he took our poverty and lack. In Galatians 3, verse 13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus. So to redeem means to buy up, to ransom. it's It's a payment of a price to recover the power of another. So Jesus took our place. In other words, we should have had sickness and disease and poverty and lack. We should have died spiritually. In other words, we should have went to hell. But because Jesus died for us, we don't have to. He, he redeemed us. Now, so that you're, you're so excited about that. Real quickly, I'm going to read John three fourteen. John three fourteen. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the son of man be lifted up that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life for God. So loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And we've talked about this many times. The word saved means to deliver, protect, preserve, save, do well, make whole, heal, keep safe, rescue from danger or destruction. It's a redemptive term. And really redemption and, and salvation uh, are, are protection from or rescue from destruction. 
And Jesus took that for us. He saved us. He redeemed us. Amen. But let's go back. And you probably didn't have time to turn there, but just write that down. John three 14. I'll read it again. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the son of man be lifted up. So we want to go real quickly. You know where I'm going? Now, in verse 4, now don't get distracted here. Then they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom, and the soul of the people became very discouraged. And we talked about uh, discouragement, vexation of mind, what have you, weariness, exhaustion, uh, just shortness of faith. They, they, they gave up, basically. What they had been devoted to, just a short time, then they got discouraged. And they really had no reason to get discouraged other than they were looking at the wrong things. Because God had given them provision. Verse 5, and the people spoke against God. Well, well, that's a downward spiral. So we, we never speak against God. We never speak against our supply. You know, that would include your, include your pastors. That would include, include leadership in your departments, what have you. That would include your, include your boss and, you know, parents, what have you, authority figures in your life. But just let's, let's just not speak against anybody. How about that? Let's walk in love, and therefore our faith can work. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? Uh, well, God just delivered them. He certainly didn't bring them to die in the wilderness, uh, that was their own thinking. For there is no food, no water, and our soul loathes this worthless bread. Now, I was talking about banana nut bread earlier. This is like glorified banana nut bread. I mean, are you, are you nuts? <laughs> this is good stuff. Loathes this worthless bread. Actually, to loathe the worthless, worthless are various, uh, uh, they're, they're real serious terms. I mean, I mean they're intense uh, they they ill esteemed they 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 ill regarded. Uh, worthless means they regarded it as empty. This was God's gift to them to help them along the. And I know it was good. They just got tired of it because they were looking at the wrong thing. You know that's what, sometimes we get tired of our veggies. But if, if you get stirred up about those taters, all right, get stirred up about that broccoli. Put some butter on it. Do something. Verse 6, so the Lord, and, and it just has to do with ill esteem or disregard or dishonor of the things of God. When we dishonor God's word, it cannot work in our life. And we dishonor, you say, oh, I'm not dishonoring the word. We dishonor the word of God uh, when we don't come, when we forsake the assembling together, uh, when we don't uh, regard the pastor giving the word of God, when we don't regard it at home and we're not opening our Bibles. When, when you get up in the morning or it's easier for you before you go to bed, but you're supposed to do it before you do anything else. So what's, what's the easiest for you? We, we disregard the word of God when we're not hearing it, when we're not looking at it. Verse 7, therefore the people came to Moses and said, we have sinned for we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. And God was merciful as he is. So Moses prayed for the people. Then the Lord said to Moses, make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole. And it shall be that everyone who is bitten when he looks at it, there's that word again, when he looks at it, it's not a passive look. Let's go on. So, and, and if he looks at it, he will live. I, I will uh, say real quickly that word live 
means to save life, to give life, to quicken, revive, refresh, and to restore to life. So if we want to be restored, if we want the life of God to, to minister to us and help us in things that we've allowed in our life and to be restored, amen, that we need to start looking and regarding and esteeming God's word above anything else that we hear. And that means above offense, above anything. Uh, so Moses made a bronze serpent and put it on a pole. And so it was if a serpent had bitten anyone, when he looked at the bronze serpent, he, he lived. Uh, so in the Amplified, it says, when he looked to the serpent of bronze, attentively, expectantly, with a steady and absorbing gaze, he lived. Notice, absorbing gaze. We allow the word of God to absorb, get into our mind gate, and get down into our heart, and faith rises only as we look at it intensely. And it's not just a casual glance, or it's not just coming to one or two or three services, but it's constantly looking at God's word. It's it's coming to the healing classes, not just coming to one and two. Now, I, I appreciate it when people come. You start somewhere. So I'm not dogging anybody. I'm not condemning anybody, but I'm saying don't just come today and then, okay, why, why aren't I receiving my healing? Well, you don't get it yet. <laughs> You've already received it. That's what we're talking about. So you wouldn't be talking that way if, it, if you had understood, if you had renewed your mind, if it got down in your heart. You wouldn't be saying, why haven't I received? Because you would know that Jesus already paid the price. And you would be able uh, to deal with those onslaughts coming against your mind if you've been constantly looking at God's word, right? So looked means to look intently, to regard with pleasure. In other words, they, they uh, had to change their ill esteem and begin to esteem. They had to change their disregard and they had to begin to, to regard, and there are things in our life, I, I mean, frankly, we, we, sometimes we can get bored. Yeah. We can wonder, uh, well, why is it that I'm just not dancing for joy? I don't know. But it, the human nature is such that you've got to stir it up. Yeah. And, and read the book of Ecclesiastes, because you read the, couple, uh, the first couple chapters, and it talks about everything's vanity, and sometimes you just feel that way. Everything's vanity. Everything's vain. But then go into chapter 3 and it talks about, but if you stir yourself up with the joy of the Lord, then that's life. That's true life. So Solomon was talking about a man that's looking at himself and everything's vain unless he's doing it for God. Amen. But also notice that that bronze was not the real, but it was a type. It was an example. Jesus is the gold. Uh, But I thought it was interesting how God would have uh, man look at the at the fiery serpent, which represented that poison that that the enemy intends to poison humanity with sickness and disease and poverty and lack. And 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 he wants people to go to hell. Basically, he will poison your mind if you're looking at him. Right. Uh, But this bronze serpent was a type and and a shadow of Jesus of it reminded them of their sin, basically. But Jesus came to take their sin for for all mankind. So looking at the bronze serpent, they received healing, but it also reminded them of their shortcomings. It reminded them of that serpent that (coughs) came and uh, uh, deceived Eve. 
right? Uh, But how many know that Jesus, he took our sin and sickness, and when we look at him, we know that we're forgiven. And we're not led by condemnation. In other words, our heart only condemns us when we're not doing what God has asked us to do. But God is not condemning us. He's convicting us. He's, He's saying, just get it right. Amen. If you would like more information about Pastor Debbie Eberly's ministry, please visit us on the web at soffc.org or call us at 319-366-2147 or you can write to us at Spirit of Faith Family Church, Post Office Box 8355, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, 52408. And remember, God loves you and you're equipped to live victoriously in every area of life. 